Thank you, Sam, and thank you guys who serve in worship and all the tech teams and, and AV teams, all that you do. Um, such an encouraging time of worship, and it's amazing how God brings it all together um, with your time and your talents and your gifts. Um, so this is, this is what we're doing. Um, I'm headed into a cringeworthy moment, and I'm, I'm sure in, at River Ridge Church there have, has been the possibility of cringeworthy moments, and, and I may have had one already um, that you know about, and you were just so kind um, not to, to tell me about that, so I appreciate that. But in this vein, in the vein of, of Hamilton and, and Sam Scott, yes, I'm going to make my first attempt at rap. And yes, it might be cringeworthy. And I can see my, my kids leaving the, the room right now as, as I speak. And, and I guess my favor and request to you is try and follow along and don't walk away. Don't turn, off, don't turn off your devices, your, your screens, um, your computer. Uh, a friend of mine, a wise man, he would say to me, sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And Dylan has this power to, to edit and um, put uh, his sound horns or, or whichever, but we're going to do this and we're going to endure. We're going to persevere together. Her name is Rahab, a harlot, a prostitute. Her life's not so much a mystery. Her story's in Joshua, in Hebrews. She plays a role in salvation history. Her narrative's so heroic, she's courageous. God gives her favor. We see her example. We too can live it out before our neighbor. She hides spies. She helps and guides God's chosen nation. Her family's safe. Jericho's fallen. Freedom is their brand new destination. We see this woman of faith in the time and place and trace her life and lineage all the way and look to chapter one of Matthew's gospel. We share and announce names we can't pronounce in the B-I-B-L-E with women and men who are sinners like you and me. A family tree, a questionable history, Abraham, David, Zerubbabel, all the way up to Joseph, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, the wife of Uriah, Bathsheba, finally to Mary, you know this. This family line who arrives, he arrives in the fullness of time. Born is our Messiah, who is Jesus. His grace we clutch, we cling to and carry. We remember who we're here for. We can't ignore, we adore forevermore. We give glory to Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. You see, in the, in the beginning of the Hamilton hit, um, Alexander Hamilton's story is revealed just in the first lines. And I hoped um, to make that attempt for, for Rahab because I'm guessing um, for me included and for you, she may not be so familiar to us. But she's a Hebrews hero who lived by faith. And she ran this faith, she ran this faith race with perseverance. Rahab ran this race with, with assurance in God and the conviction that God was powerful and trustworthy. And her faith was rewarded by the God who is pleased by faith.
Let's pray together. Lord God, in this time that we have, um, we pray that you would be glorified, um, that you would give us your words and, 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 and speak truth and power to us by your spirit. Um, Lord, impact us wherever we are, from our rooms, our, our couches, our living rooms, wherever. And, and Lord, ultimately, would you re receive the glory in this? And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, we get to exa examine Rahab's story. But we also get to see in her storyline that, that opens up another bigger story. And then she reminds us that we can be included and be part of that story. And so in Hebrews 11, um, verse 31, this is over 2,000 years ago and, and around 2,000 years ago. And here in Hebrews eleven thirty-one, by faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And le this leads us back even 3,000 years ago. And, and here is the context. The people of God were delivered out of Egypt. And Moses would be the one to lead them out. And um, through the power of God, the, the, the Red Sea would be parted and, and begin this journey into the promised land. But there are year, years in the desert, both literal and figurative years, just decades of complaining and grumbling, and even Moses wasn't able to enter. And now under the leadership of Joshua and Caleb, a new generation of God's people are advancing forth, camping in this area called Shittim, ready to overtake the walled city of Jericho this gateway into the promised land of Canaan. So if you have your Bible, turn to Joshua 2. And starting in verse 1. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men secretly from Shatima's spies, saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and lodged there. Now, this could be some inn or, or way station, but this would be a place where they would gather information. And their point of contact would, was this woman, Rahab, and how, the, um, how she's explained in, in Joshua is, it's, is, and in Hebrews. Is, it's not the most flattering resume. But what we're reminded of throughout, and what, to remind ourselves of this, that her story isn't defined by her past. It's defined by the God she would place her faith and trust in. So verse 2. And it was told to the king of Jericho, Behold, men of Israel, spies have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who entered your house, for they have come to search out the land. And so... Uh, we do have an outline available on your River Ridge app, and I, I just want to begin that Rahab's story, as, we're, as, it, as it unfolds, um, our first 
part of our outline is this. Rahab's story, it's a story of courage. It's a story of courage. And we read on in, in verse 4, um, Rahab the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, true, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. There's this redirection and, and deception that she has on, on the king's men. And we um, see further her cunning in verse 6. She had brought them up to the roof and hid them with the stalks of flax, these plants that make linen. And she'd la she laid, had laid an order on the roof. So the men, the king's men, pursued after them on the way to the Jordan as far as the fords. And the gate was shut as soon as the pursuers had gone out. So I repeat again Rahab's story. It's a story of courage. And who knows? The details aren't given. Maybe, maybe there's the possibility that she was intimately involved with, 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 a, with the men or man on, of, of the king's horde. And she was able to take, she was willing and had the courage to take this risk to hide and protect these men. As I was um, looking about, about this passage, there's um, a, a Messianic Jewish rabbi. His name is Eric Walker. So he's a, a Jew who is now converted to, to Jesus. He likens Rahab to the courage of someone like Corey Ten Boom or Oscar Schindler, both who helped Jews escape from the Nazis. She, does, she doesn't perish because of her courage, according to Hebrews 11. So what was this motivation for her courage? This is what we get to discover in the following verses. In, in verse 8, before the men lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the fear of you has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. But we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you went before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to Sihon and Og whom you devoted to destruction. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord, your God, he is God in the heavens, above and on the earth, beneath. So this next place of Rahab's story, I'm sure you know this already, that it's a story of faith. She gives, uh, she comes to these spies and she shares her own thoughts about God. And, and this foreigner, this Gentile woman knows who God is all about. She knows about the truth of the God of the Hebrew nation. And as we know in, in Hebrews 11 verse 6, it, without faith it's impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those 
who seek him, we see that's what she's doing in this passage, what she's declaring about their God. She recognizes God's power. She recognizes God's favor on his people, and they are not defeated. Their purposes are not thwarted. God will have his way to bring his people into the promised land. And Rahab wants to be a part of this. It's this combination of, of faith and courage. And, and this is what she does. She binds these spies to a promise greater than the strength within themselves. In verse 12, now then, please swear to me by the Lord that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with my father's house and give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. And this is the, the pledge they make. The men said to her, our life for yours, even to death. If you do not tell this business of ours, then when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. Rahab's story, it's a story of courage, it's a story of faith. And what we read in Joshua 6, it's also a story of judgment. It's a wild and confounding story. And, and Jericho will um, be the city, the gateway to Canaan, given over, devoted to destruction. Go to Joshua 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was shut up inside it. And outside, because of the people of Israel, none went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. And God gives these instructions. And this is the confounding, confusing part. Um, he would tell his warriors, followed by priests who would carry the Ark of the Covenant. Um, the presence of God would go with them and they would announce their presence by blowing trumpets and a rear guard would follow them and they'd march around. They would do this for six days. And then the Lord's instructions for them on the seventh day, they would march around Jericho seven times. Jumping ahead to verse 15, on the seventh day, they rose early at the dawn of day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout. And the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. It's not a pretty picture. It's not one we, we want to hear about. Um, but the city of Jericho and those living, they would perish. They were devoted to destruction. Jericho, all the people, all its animals would fall under God's power and judgment to the point of death. But Rahab, there's this, but Rahab, her and her family are safe and have received mercy from God's judgment. 
In verse 17, only, the, only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messengers whom we sent. And so again, Hebrews 11, 31, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. As they're overtaking Jericho, the two men who were spies, they, um, they spied out the land. Joshua said, go into the prostitute's house and bring out from there the woman and all who belong to her as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers, all who belonged to her. In verse 25, but Rahab the prostitute and her father's household and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. It's a story of courage, of faith, of judgment, but it leads us to this greater story um, is that it's a story of Jesus. Rahab's escape, her safe passage, it it foreshadows ours. Before Jericho fell, they, they came up with this plan Um, this escape plan. And in verse 18, um, it says, Behold, when we come into the land, you shall tie this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And you shall gather into your house your father and mother, your brothers, and all your father's household. We read further. She ties the scarlet cord in the window so that they would be found when the walls would come down. And this bigger story, this redemption story is one that you and I are invited into. Like the scarlet cord, which marked her and kept her family safe. The spies would come and and take them out and deliver them safely. In Exodus, we read about the, the blood of the lamb, the Passover of the lamb, the angel of death would pass over the Egyptians and the Hebrews and, and those who would place the the blood of the lamb on their doors, this would mark them safe. And they would be spared from God's judgment. We fast forward to the cross and God's son would receive his father's ultimate judgment over sin. And Jesus would take upon himself the punishment and the judgment that you and I deserved. Jesus took that in and um, out of his obedience to his father, out of his love for you and for me. And we know this familiar verse that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. The cross is our scarlet cord. It's a gift of grace, a reminder of, of God's mercy over judgment. It's a rescue story, a redemption story. And like Rahab, we are are brought out. We are rescued from God's 
just judgment and given safe passage, not without its own bumps and bruises and heartaches and hurts and, and defeats that come along the way, but we are given safe passage into this promised land. And we find ourselves in this greater redemption story. It's not only Rahab and her family who are invited, but it's you and me as well. We know it's not 1000 BC. Uh, it's 2020. And we know that we're in this so strange of a time and, um, with its unrest and, and uncertainty and, and this, this, this pandemic that we're in. And all of this, um, what we shared, certainly applies to, to what we look um, to our lives today. It reminds us of, of courage. Where does God have me in my life where I need to demonstrate courage? Um, that applies to, to everything that, that, you are, that you are doing. When it comes to faith, where, where do I need to walk the walk in my faith? Where do I need to act and persevere? And I want to put judgment and Jesus together as it as it draws us back to the beginning um, of Matt's message in September. From Hebrews 12, am I laying aside every weight and sin which clings so closely? And am I running with endurance, with perseverance, the race that is set before me? Looking to Jesus, the founder, the finisher, the author of our, of our faith. In the end, it's the only place um, where we can go. Lastly, I just want to share Rahab. This description, Rahab the prostitute. What did we say earlier? We're reminded her story isn't defined by her past. It's defined by the God she would place her faith in. And God would reward her courage, her faith her perseverance. And so the story doesn't end. Rahab um, meets a man named Salmon. And together they would father a son they'd, they'd call Boaz. And if you turn all the way to, to Matthew 1 in verse 5, it shares this. Um, Boaz, the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David, the king. And fast forward a few verses and a thousand years or so later into verse 16. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who was called Christ. She would be David, King David's great, great grandmother, I believe. And she would be great, great, great times 18, something like that, um, the great, great, far-off grandmother to Jesus. Her story begins with a painful and difficult beginning, but the middle and ending gets better. It ends as part of this glorious lineage to Jesus of, of whom we all are a part as we have placed our faith and trust in him. So we adore forevermore we give our love and glory to Jesus, our God, our Lord, our Savior.
Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for this example we see in Rahab. Thank you that for her life, for her example, and it's one that we um, can follow. Whatever um, different situation that we're placed in, Lord, we um, give us strength. Give us your spirit so that we may act in courage and faith. And Lord, share the love of Jesus. Lord, thank you um, for all that you're doing, for who you are. And we love you. And we pray in your name. Amen.